Thank you for joining us today for the ARM podcast, Inventory Method Variation During the Pandemic. Today, we are joined by Matthew Putman, Director of Supply Chain Operations at UC Health. Matt, thank you very much for taking the time to share your strategy to vary your inventory tactics today. So I'd like to ask, first of all, what kind of inventory management methodology do you use in a non-pandemic environment? Sure, so our healthcare organization, which constitutes about 13 hospital facilities, we're, we're a mixed method as, as many can imagine. We have traditional bulk warehousing in a few of the hospitals, but have started becoming more predominantly low unit of measure or LUM type of environments. And so that is the major distribution model that we have. Additionally, we have some additional variation within our supply channels where we utilize both a Kanban methodology. We also have a par excellence, the TAP system, as well as a weighted bin system. And so through that, we have a number of different variables that can be used for our distribution methods within a hospital or within the system. There's benefits to that as far as being able to see what our daily consumption is, utilization, ordering patterns. Obviously, prior to a, a pandemic, low unit of measure is more of a, a lean stockless system. You don't carry as much overhead product. In, in a pandemic situation, there are both positives and negatives to maintaining some of those situations. The general landscape of what we have from our organization allows us to, number one, be able to service the, the customers in lean methodology processes, utilizing Kanban, utilizing PARX systems, and then being able to support the system internally through both bulk warehousing and low unit of measure. Due to the pandemic, what changes did you make to your inventory methods? Obviously, there was a lot of unknowns out there as far as what the supply lines looked like, what would our fill rates be, what allocations would look like. And we made some very quick decisions organizationally to try to align our practices. And so much of that revolved around the ability to understand what our daily burn rates were. And so by utilizing both Kanban par excellence we were able to get some calculations around what our burn rates were, but we felt that specifically in the Kanban ability, we, we got the granular level of detail about what our actual daily pull and what an appropriate safety stock amount was within the, the product. So we, we had that ability to get into those details and determine what our true burn rates were going to be. Additionally, based off of the product and based off of what the allocations were going to be or what the supply channels looked like, we made decisions to toggle between by product whether it was going to remain in the low unit of measure environment or if we needed to put it into a bulk warehousing type of environment because of what we were seeing from a burn rate, what we were seeing from a, a overall consumption, shrinkage, things like that. For example, isolation gowns is obviously still a very hot topic we were able to see what the consumption rates were going to be in the isolation gowns. We got a very clear definition of what the allocations were looking like from the manufacturers and distributors. 
And so organizationally, we made the decision to take those out of PAR based off of what our consumption rates looked like from Kanban or from PAR-X and put them into a perpetual bulk environment in order to be able to really monitor that consumption and move into a conservation or even rationing approach as needed, depending on what those burn rates were. So then that way we knew that we weren't overstocking excess, but we were giving out just the appropriate based off of the data and analytics that we had from the, the inventory systems. So you had been in a mid-max system. How did Kanban allow you more flexibility to monitor your consumption rates? Sure, so that's a good question. And, and a lot of times when people are considering whether to do a min-max system or a Kanban system, there's nuances to both systems. There's both pros and cons. In a min-max system, you have a maximum quantity, you have a minimum order trigger point, but typically those are built out to be when a product is at its lowest amount of consumption. A Kanban methodology both has a maximum amount that a bin can hold, but there's also a safety stock that's calculated in that allows for very good clarity around what that consumption model is and the replenish cycle times. And so by shifting from just a min-max into a Kanban, you not only were able to get into more granular details around what your consumption rates are, there was also the safety stock that was already built into that. Whether you knew your next allowance of product was gonna be coming in or not, there was always that safety stock and buffer that was built in that supported any intermediate spikes because not all facilities staff 24 seven when it comes to their uh, supply chain staff. And so if you have a spike overnight or on a weekend where you may not have staff, the Kanban methodology allows you to have that safety buffer to cover for until your next replenish cycle, whereas a min-max is just a calculation of what the maximum amount you want to keep and when you want to place that order trigger. There's not an automatic buffer built into that. Great. Thank you. What steps can an organization follow to move to a Kanban system? And can it be done during the pandemic? Sure. So in all actuality, within a couple of our facilities, we built upwards of five or six inventories, either moving from a, a min-max system into Kanban or brand new greenfield build of units that were in the process of getting started and we had to do the inventory build piece all the while this pandemic was going on. A lot of it obviously is just around the, the amount of time that you have to build but it is very possible to do these during that time. Some very key things that you need to have is number one, we always have clinician engagement. Anytime that we go do an inventory build, we have clinicians that will actually be part of the build process in which they're even placing and snapping bins, placing product, labeling the bins, things like that, because that, that engagement is really, really necessary throughout a Kanban build. Also, with that, we, we utilize a number of, of labeling aspects, whether it is nurse-friendly descriptions, because a lot of times ERP systems use abbreviations to get a, to a certain character amount, and those are not necessarily as clear. When we do those builds, clinicians are actually labeling the product using nurse-friendly descriptions on the front of the bins throughout that process. 
also they are the ones that are placing where the products are going to go in the inventory room. Because if we were going to go from a supply chain methodology of what makes sense, we would just go off of the catalog numbers or the inventory numbers and just put things in a numerical order or an alphabetical order. But that doesn't make sense to a clinician. Clinicians want to see toothbrushes next to toothpaste or two-by-twos next to paper tape, things like that, where it makes sense for their workflows. And so that clinician engagement is so very important during any Kanban build, whether it's during a pandemic or not. Our organization has taken some very hard stances on how many days of product on hand do we want when the bins are full and whether it is a low unit of major environment or whether it is a bulk warehousing environment, we typically try to shoot for between four and six days of product on hand in the two bins of a Kanban in total. Reason for that is because it is an efficient methodology, plus there are some triggers as to how you can dial back or increase your utilization based off of different allocations, based off of shipping lead times, and so those calculations become very important. Prior to any Kanban build, we do a full data analysis on what the consumption rates are to then be able to set our methodologies for mins and maxes and things of that nature. So our checklist starts out with doing a data poll. It also starts out with getting the clinician engagement. We always have a pre-order of any bins or racking that we need for it. And then we go into the Kanban build, which typically takes for a larger inventory will take about a week, but it's a very dedicated methodology. And then once the build is done, supply chain comes back and does an education with every single clinician that works on those units on how a Kanban methodology works, whether it's how product is pulled and rotated, whether bins are placed on top of racks, or if it is a single bin, what the triggers are, and how to just maintain that standard of how Kanban methodologies work. How should organizations determine what inventory method they should use? Inventory management systems have a couple different opportunities in it. Number one, ensuring that you're controlling your costs, you're controlling your consumption, controlling what products you're able to manage through a supply chain perspective. Because a lot of times, people will feel that they need to have everything available at all times. That's obviously not a realistic approach. So there have to be some very dedicated decisions on how and what products are going to get stocked and what methodologies determine it, does, it needs to be in par versus it does not need to be in par. That's, that's one of the first questions that an organization would have to be able to answer is what types of service levels would they be able to support. Additionally, from a supply chain staff perspective, people people are going to be the most expensive resource within a supply chain because you need people to stock the shelves, you need people to receive the purchase orders, you need people to be able to do the daily work. That's oftentimes why um, supply chain is seen as a fixed department versus a lot of other staffing areas that could be variable based off of the census. The work still needs to be the work. When that happens, we need to make sure that the organizations determine how, how many staff is appropriate, what is that staff level, what are the days of service, hours of service, and expectations that way. From that point on, it comes into what is the best inventorying methodology to be able to support that. When you have service models that may be 
only eight hours a day because it's a small facility and you have a, a smaller staff, a Kanban methodology allows you the ability to increase, decrease, and flex your stocking amounts while ensuring that you have good product rotation, eliminating your expirations of products. So the ability to have that flexibility within a Kanban and base it off of your staffing model and other dependencies is very, very much a real part of that Kanban implementation. Once organizations make those determinations, then they are able to focus on what is their days, of, days on hand consumption. Whether it's in a low unit of measure or whether it's in a bulk, all you're doing is you're setting par levels more of the min-max style, but it is the data and analytics that really makes the Kanban beneficial because you can say, I'm going to put three days of stock on hand with a two-day safety stock to be able to ensure that you will always have product there. From an efficiency standpoint, the supply chain staff are able to utilize the methodology of with a, within a Kanban. You don't try to fill in an order until you have the empty bin or as as many people said, if you have an empty bin, you fill it in type of methodology. The training is very, very small. You only look for empty bins. You don't have to sit there and count and reconcile every single product there because it has already been calculated into the overall methodology within a comma. And so it works well in a pandemic. It works well in regular normal operations. It's simple to implement. It's simple to train to. It's simple to teach to. And it just takes a period of time to do the inventory builds, but at the end of the day, it's a very useful methodology. Thank you very much, Matt. We greatly appreciate your expertise and input.